Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney! I'm excited to get my second vaccine shot tomorrow. Although I'm not excited. Oh, yay. That it's going to probably lay me out for like 14 hours, <laughs> which I am not looking forward to. But like, it'll probably be fine. I don't have anything too extreme I don't know. going on on Tuesday. I was fine. <laughs> That's, and I, I feel like some people are like. I didn't have like, that experience. Yeah. So. Some people are like, I was fine. No big deal. And other people were like, I had like 102 degree fever, but only for like a couple of hours. And then it was done. I've heard that the symptoms do not last longer than like 20 hours, if you yeah. have any. It's like 20 hours of like you feel sick and then you're fine. So hopefully I have to work Tuesday night. So hopefully I will be fine. Uh -huh. Well, uh -huh. should we get into it? Let's do it. Hello. Hello, world. This is the Feeny Call. We are, oh, we're talking huh? about, <laughs> we talk about Boy Meets World, and today we have a real, a real doozy of an episode for you. It is a, do a doozy is I the just, best word to describe it. I have thoughts and feelings and opinions, but how today, you what'd you say? I said, how could you not? Oh yeah, Absolutely. Today we're talking about season five, episode ten, the last tango in Philly, and my name is Megan, and mine is Skyler. So they say. So that's what they have just said. That's what I have been told. Oh. You ever think about that? You're yeah. told what your name is. You know, like when you're a child, <laughs> mm -hmm. when you're an, when you're an infant and a toddler, your name is you know given to you or assigned to you, and then you're just told that's your name, and you just roll with that. Yeah, and Weird. you kind of have no choice until you're 18 to change it or anything it's just like you're stuck with it if you don't like it I mean, too bad yeah yeah i don't know the i mean i guess you could depends me, on your relationship to your parents that's true that's true i the weird thing to me is people who have names that like go by their middle names or they have nicknames that could be full names and then you're like wait that's not your real name i'm always specifically bothered by parents who name their kid a particular name with the full intent of calling them a different name. Yeah. And that, like, it's one thing for me if, like, okay, we named you Robert and now you're, you know, again, nicknames evolve naturally. Mm -hmm. Sure. Like, that's fine. I don't have an issue with that. Where I, where I get sometimes, like, hung up is it's like, oh, we're going to name him Anthony and we're going to call him Tony. And I'm like, well, then why don't you just name him Tony? <laughs> <laughs> why go through the hassle of adding the extra letters and all of that? right i don't yeah. even i don't even have an issue with the idea of like oh we're gonna name him anthony and then like after six months it's clear that you just tend to call him tony more like that's mm -hmm. also totally fine it's just it's exclusively when like on the birth certificate it's like we're gonna name him anthony but we're yeah. gonna call him tony <laughs> you know well anyway, anyway let's talk about these idiots oh, some idiots the worst Here's the thing. I I remember this episode distinctly, and there are a lot of moments that I actually really like in this episode because it's just kind of campy and goofy and funny. But mm -hmm. Corey and Sean, I I don't. At one point in my notes, I wrote, I don't I don't understand how Corey has kept Topanga for as long as he has. He I mm -hmm. I have no clue why she is putting up with this. But anyway, no, we'll get into ass. it. Oh, ten out of ten. We'll get into it. But 
we'll start with a little bit of trivia. And this is actually something that I didn't notice until this go around, but the set of the restaurant where uh, Topanga and Angela work is the same set as Chubby's. And I, for mm-hmm. some reason, that was completely lost on me until this this go around, and I just noticed it. Yeah. Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, oh, go ahead. I was just going to agree. It totally is. Yeah. Yeah. Also, at the end of this episode, the shot of the club that they all go to for this like dance performance <laughs> is the same club that Wayne and Garth go to at the beginning of Wayne's World. And I've never seen Wayne's World, so I'm just going to take uh, take huh. the Internet's word on that one. But yeah, so if you are a fan of Wayne's World, it's the same club. So it also, I, I didn't check this, but it reminded me of there's an episode of Fresh Prince pretty early on mm. where they go to a club and it looked and it looks like this. But yeah, I mean, it, it might, I don't know. It might not be the same one, obviously, but and I didn't check this, but it reminded me of it. Yeah, it's a interesting club setting. And I, I especially with like the little stage, I guess it's for like a live band, but it's just a very interesting Kind of boring setup for a club. there's not much going on it's just like walls and a floor and like a little stage area it's a well it's a teen club you know they don't need that's a bar true. that's very you can't have a well and it's almost i'm like is it exclusively a teen club because i feel like sergio and nunzio would want not want to go to like a teen club because i don't think these are teenagers we should mm-hmm. do a recap before we really get into all of this. <laughs> like skipping ahead. We have yeah, segments right. that we have to, to do. Wait, is it? No, it's your turn. Ha ha. It's like, my turn. It my it's turn. my turn. All right. So Topanga and Angela are working in a Mexican restaurant and Corey and Sean are kind of treating them like assholes. And then Topanga and Angela are like, let's go dancing. Corey and Sean are like, nah, fuck that. And so then they go dancing with their like hot co-workers and Corey and Sean are like, oh, well, maybe we should double down on being assholes so they'd be bigger assholes. Uh, and like then they bring some girls from the gym. And meanwhile, Feeney is an idiot and so is Alan. And then they all do a dance routine to try to win back their their women at the end of the episode. Yeah, pretty much. I love the double down on being an asshole thing. That was good. <laughs> and so true. They, so true. they really did. They were like, listen, maybe we weren't big enough assholes. Let's try and top out and see how big of an asshole we can be. Yes, absolutely. I just can't comprehend the the entire situation to me is almost just so incomprehensible because there's just a lack, such a lack of communication and such a lack of listening and such a lack of sense that I Mm-hmm. It's just an incomprehensible situation, which is, I think, what is it's supposed to be. It's supposed to make us laugh. It's supposed to be funny and goofy and whatever. But mostly it just made me frustrated. <laughs> I was like, fuck yeah. this. Fuck everything. Fuck all of you. But I do love the kind of resolution of Eric being like, well, men are idiots. So it uh-huh. just checks out like this. It all checks out. Right. I forget what we were saying before I interrupted us for the. Well, the next part of our show is when we talk about what we learned. That's true. (laughs) This is a segment called What the Fuck Did We Learn from This Train Wreck of an Episode? Men are idiots. That's what we learned. Yes. Listen, Um, be with your partner. God, it's not that hard. No games. You don't need to play all these dating mind games. It should be 
should be easier than that. In honesty, the the lesson I take away from this episode has to do with listening mm-hmm. and and active listening. In that, all of our problems in this episode are caused by not actively listening, mm-hmm. and and then they are resolved uh, through some critical thinking about what they should have listened to. Yes. <laughs> so. And if they would have only listened the first time around, we wouldn't need uh, to to do the the whole dance break. Well, and the thing the that bothered me the most, I think, uh-huh. well, yeah, okay, I'll say that. The thing that probably bothered me the most in this episode was the fact that the boys were getting very upset about the girls going out and dancing with these guys, but they were invited from the beginning. It would be way different mm-hmm. if they were just like, we're going on dancing with our coworkers and you're not coming. Ha ha ha. And like left and they weren't invited. It's the fact that mm-hmm. they were invited out. They said no. And they still got mad that the girls went. What? Yeah. What? You on, on what ground? On the fucking audacity. That on ground. Audacity? You know what? Men have don't you seen... have a lot, but they have the audacity. Have you seen that? It's I think it's a TikTok where it's like someone's like, can you tell me the biological differences between men and women? And someone responds and is like, uh, okay, yeah, so right here, you know, you've got yes. uh, this, you know, that's where you have the vagina. And then on the man right here, that's where the fucking audacity. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's where you have the fucking audacity. Which is entirely appropriate yeah. for this episode. Mm-hmm. Um there's a lot of problems, obviously. I figured we could go like man by man and just <laughs> figure out what everyone did wrong and discuss it. Sure. So let's start That's right at the top. Odd. Corey is is trash. <sighs> this is this is peak trash Corey right here. Yeah. This mm-hmm. might be one of the trashiest trash Corys we get. Yeah. Uh, this this rivals last week's trash Corey, and it is possibly worse. Uh, I, I would say it is, honestly, because yeah. I think last week's trash Corey came from a place of insecurity that that manifested itself in an ugly way. And not only is this mm-hmm. insecurity, but it's also pig headedness, like blatant yeah. pig headedness and also insecurity. So this is like mm-hmm. taking last week and then adding an extra little sprinkle of like just being a general asshole and then sending it out into the world. And last week he kind of was insecure and having all these internal struggles. This week he's dragging Sean along with him cuz Sean is just in it for tacos. Like he doesn't he's not involved. Yep. And then all of a sudden he gets dragged in. I just Which I want to, you know what? I want to come to bat for Sean. Sean tries every time to actually mm-hmm. do the right thing. Yes. Every every time the choice is presented, he's like, I don't know, man. I think maybe we should do that. And yep. it's every time Corey hits him and says, no. All right. So you're right. This is higher peak trash, Corey. I mean, Sean, Sean's not completely absolved of anything, but yes. he, he is a passenger in mm-hmm. Corey's hell, hellish ride this time. This tracks... For Sean, seeing two, uh, two, three, ep- two episodes ago, where he's like, I don't know anything about relationships, so I'm just gonna go along with what you guys do. So this tracks for Sean that he's like, no, I don't, I don't know, I um, and then just goes along with what Corey does. But poor Sean, he did, he tried a couple of times. He was like, maybe we should uh, not do that, mm-hmm. and then Corey's just like, we're gonna do it anyway. God damn it, Corey, the mm-hmm. worst. I hope fucking that it Corey, gets better. The I feel worst. 
Actually, I feel like it's about to get worse because once we go through the Lauren shit, I'm about to be like, fuck this guy. Fuck him forever. Just why even is he still <laughs> relevant? Hopefully in six and seven, we see a different side of Corey that gets a little bit better. But right now, if you're watching this show for the first time all the way through, you're like, fuck this guy. I'm not going to come to bat for this guy anymore. I don't like him. He's not a relatable character anymore. It's interesting but- It's interesting to to think about how you know, the ski trip is coming. We're, we're only a few episodes out. Oh, and, and what's funny to, to consider is that we are watching several episodes of Corey being a piece of trash where I continued myself. Why is Topanga with him? And so then the ski trip is really like a nail in the coffin. If we, if you take all of these in a sequence. (laughs) Yeah, completely. If we take into account the two weeks ago, he was dragging Topanga all over, pretending like they were 90 years old and a married couple. And this week acting like a jealous asshole in front of, you know, her entire co all of her coworkers in this entire restaurant while she was busy. Yeah, and then we have the ski trip. So really compounding everything in this season on top of each other, it's just not... He's he's really not making any friends with the audience mm-hmm. or really anyone in the show. It's just... And you know what? Not only is he a jealous asshole, he's also just like a general asshole to... Like, I mean, his girlfriend, who was mm-hmm. trying to just do her fucking job. Mm-hmm. You know, let's, let's, absor- let's ignore the jealousy about... Topanga going out dancing mm-hmm. with these guys like he's he she he gets mad that she's like trying to do her job well yeah this asshole just rolls in and expects her to stop doing her fucking job mm-hmm. I'd be pissed at him too I would be absolutely and more Topanga I feel like handles things very well especially when he comes up to her house and he's throwing out all these accusations and he's like you're never allowed to see him again and she's like she just looks at him like are you kidding and then she goes I'm going to bed mm-hmm. and walks inside. And I was like, thank you for not, not even engaging. And like, I feel like that's the thing about Topanga. Is she knows how to deal with Corey now after dealing with him for all these years. And it's, you cannot engage in his crazy wild behaviors or else it just, it's a runaway train at that point. Cause y- you, mm-hmm. if he gets a track going and he's like this and this and this and this, and you're just like, goodbye, then it can kind of, he can, internalize and shut things down and hopefully make heads or tails of it in his brain as opposed to getting in a huge argument and having him just dig his heels in even further because you know he would right oof all right let's let's pound on someone else for a second um great who do you want to jump on next Hmm. we could jump on alan because alan's a pretty quick fix i feel like he is he's just I understand the the idea of like, especially in the late 90s, obviously, TV is starting to really take a new shape, especially with like Satellite Dish and 900 channels and all of that. It's all very new. It's all very exciting. I don't think he should have done it. He didn't need to do it right then and there. He wasn't paying attention to Amy. And clearly she wanted to do something with their Saturday night. They have two. They have a child who's out with his friend. They have another child who's probably at a sleepover. God knows where Morgan is at this point. And Eric doesn't (laughs) live with them anymore. So they're not necessarily empty nesters, but they're getting to a place where their kids are not in the house as much. So probably Amy's trying to rekindle the romance in their relationship a little bit. And Alan is just completely ignoring that for something that's very silly. It's, it's, it's silly in the, in the grander scheme of things. Again, in the nineties, obviously 900 channels is a big deal, but 
in the grand scheme of things, it's very silly. And I think that he, I'm not necessarily mad at him because I feel like he's just, it's just a, a lapse in judgment and he should be listening to Amy. You know, this one, I was just like, it happened and I, and I kind of shrugged and I was like, mm-hmm. I mean, whatever, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like yeah. I, I'm out here and I'm like, I, I'm hard. One, I'm hard pressed to believe that Amy is not also interested in this cable upgrade. Okay. She, she's proven herself to be a, a an enjoyer of, of television of as soap operas. Was, of soap <laughs> operas and other, you know, she's never missed an episode. So I kind of refuse to believe that she's not also like excited by this. Okay. So um, I do agree with you. I think the issue was that he was doing it on a Saturday night when they could be spending that time together. Sure. 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 I get that. I think that, you know, it was clear that like, you got to do this right now. Like you couldn't do it tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. All right. And like, I get, and I'm here for that. And then like later on, we're led to believe that Alan, all he does now is come home from work and turn on the TV and just watch mm-hmm. his TV till bed. All right. That's kind of what, and that, that I understand that I can see that becoming a frustrating uh, a bit, but we never see that. We just kind of get that tossed yeah. out at us from Amy. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, but all, all in all with this one, I kind of, and I like shrug my shoulders and I'm like, I don't know. This is, this feels pretty standard fare for people who've been together for 20 plus years now. This I'm not saying problem. it's right. I'm like, I'm not saying this is not something that like they should ignore, but I, like, it's also not a big deal. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty, pretty small potatoes. <laughs> yes. Especially compared to whatever the fuck their son is doing. It seems right, right. Very in small. in relation to Corey's rampant misogynistic asshole behavior, it is very small, which I guess everyone's is comparatively speaking. Mm-hmm. And the that's why like the the big idea here is just like they're not actively listening, right? Because yes. then we get to Feeney, who who has an open door to mm-hmm. to go out with this woman and clearly not listening, right? Oh yes. And I also, I mean, I don't know, you know, Feeney, Feeney and his critique, like. (laughs) Oh, my God. I don't even know. That's the thing about those situations is I feel like it's it's that is a timing thing, because if you've been in a relationship for a while and someone sits down and asks you to critically dissect something in in terms of like, can you help me with this or and you've been like. Well, I guess it wasn't even, it was like, can you read my poetry? You're like, I'll read some of my poetry to you. It, it's too soon for him to be as critical as he was, as far as. Yeah, I agree. If they had been dating for like three or four years and this was, you know, he knew she had been writing some poetry and maybe even she did ask for help or wanted like a a more critical eye with that. That's completely different. But yeah, Feeney kind of overstepped just a little bit because it's too soon to start criticizing someone on the first date, criticizing their poetry. It's, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's a little too far. Feeney. I, I agree. Yeah. 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 Which is funny. You know, he realizes that was a little too mm-hmm. much. Um, and then I love the, I actually really like the, how small, and how little attention they give to shoehorn Jack into I this know. one too. <laughs> Here's the thing, I, I get actually, a kick out of that. <laughs> I'm not at all mad at Jack. 
I think that yeah. she should have communicated. <laughs> if she wanted chicken noodle soup, she should have explicitly said, I agree with Jack in this situation. So I'm actually not mad at him. I mean, right. Eric, he's like, I she, like she said, I think like, the chicken noodle soup will make me feel better. And he's like, yeah, I probably would. And then I went bowling and I said, okay, great. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, okay, that's fine. Cause she's sick. And, and well, I, and I agree with Eric in the Eric's like, well, wouldn't it have been nice if you had brought her? And yes, it would have been nice, but that's like, if Jack really wanted to do that and out of the goodness of his own heart, he would have clearly that's not something that he was interested in or not thinking about, which is, which is where the problem I think lies. But at the same time, she didn't explicitly ask for soup. If she had been like, Hey, I'm real. I really think soup would be great. Would you mind swinging by and getting me some? And then he didn't, then he's an asshole. Or if he like fought her on it and he was like, no, I don't want to get your gross germs, blah, blah, blah. Like if he had been, a mm-hmm. dick about it but like jack's not in the wrong here he could have right, been more like, sensitive to the issue yes but he's not in the wrong well yeah i mean he he's he's as guilty as feeny if, if ignoring how feeny's date goes he's as guilty as feeny was when Catherine first like walks up and is mm-hmm. like hinting at wanting to go out all right he's as, as guilty as him of like ignorance in yes. some and like missing some some potential cues but with no real relationship or obligation to the other person i don't really care yes <laughs> you know i'm like well it's not like you've been together 30 years and you're missing cues it's like i don't know we've been on a date or two and now I, you know. yeah exactly so well, i mean our and then our our big our big dunce of the week is Corey. everyone else is kind well, of a minor offender it's true, yeah. Everyone else is like typical, like goofy sitcom. Like I didn't listen to my wife, and now I'm an idiot. But like Corey's mm-hmm. fully just the worst. Fully the worst. Fully just the worst. Also, why did the girls go out? I'm a little surprised that the girls went out dancing on a school night. Until midnight. Until midnight. <laughs> like multiple times. I'm surprised at that- some random ass club. This that's what I when this episode started. I was like, this is in season five. Isn't this I, when they're in college? I thought it was too. I thought it was later too. I was a little surprised that we got it so early, but I guess um, I mean they had to give us a little shake up because everyone's in a relationship now. So it's like okay, we gotta we gotta add some conflict quick. Well, this is this is another episode that we don't visit school, and it kind of ignores everything about them being high schoolers in in an effort to make it more about like grown up sitcom stuff. Yeah. Um, which we do, we do some more and more of that. And I don't really have, I don't know, like, I, I don't know. It, it's like last week and this week don't, they don't really nail it for me mm-hmm. in let I'm not ready to divorce from the fact that these are 17, 18 year olds in high school still. Yes. Especially um, with Sergio and Nuncio probably being, uh-huh. I mean, if they're management, like if Nuncio is the manager of this place, then he's probably in his early twenties. And he's like, right. Topanga is that beautiful, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, she's like 17, dude. Relax. Calm down. Yeah. Okay? Back Relax. off. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, how old are these men? I do like the fact that Sergio's dancing with Amy at the end. He's just not even dancing with the girls and he's dancing with mm-hmm. Amy at the end. It's great. Also, why does yeah. the other, the two girls from the gym, there's the one who is constantly talking and then the other one does not speak. They really just did not want to bump her pay at all. They were like, no, mm-hmm. even when Eric says something like, 
have you uh, do you know who the lord of the dances or something in the little tag at the end she she goes she like mouths no and kind of like shakes her head but she doesn't actually say it because i'm sure some guy backstage was just like no no you cannot talk you cannot say one word or utter one syllable or else we have to get <laughs> we gotta move you up to a different pay grade yes. <laughs> <laughs> that poor girl stupid this episode for for all of its garbage it has a big payoff yes the dance is the greatest it's a it's a bla- if for nothing else than uh than a quick shot of feeny spinning around himself and of of alan living his best disco dad yes! life um i i love it i don't give a shit about jack Eric, Corey, and Sean dancing. Yeah, I am they're... only watching Feeny and Alan. <laughs> yes, it's so true. It's so true. I just love Feeny is very like serious. The whole thing is very like the other guys are kind of like goofing around. Alan's just like, oh yeah, I'm John Travolta. But Feeny is very right. much like, this is serious. This is a serious this is art. Moment. God damn it. Yes. <laughs> God bless. Oh, I love him so much. I. And I love their costumes that they're wearing for the dance because it's so indicative of each of them. It's specifically Feeney and Alan that like Alan's wearing this big orange shirt with like a low button and a huge collar and these disco pants. And I'm just like, man, Alan and Amy used to go and fuck up a disco, didn't they? Oh, absolutely. They, They once upon a time, they were killing it. Probably, I feel like with everything, as far as the Alan and Amy storyline goes, Amy probably is trying to get back to some of that now that they do have kids that aren't reliant upon them as much anymore. So I feel like that it all kind of ties back in of like we see this chemistry that they have on the dance floor and it's like, oh, yeah, they probably did this a lot back before they had kids. And now that they have kids, they don't get to. And so she just wants her Saturday night with her husband so I feel like it all kind of ties in very well for them with a little with a little bow. And I also love Feeney's like at the end when he's dancing and he like has this whole little solo moment and then they like kind of tango off into the corner. Oh my god, mm-hmm. it's so good. It's a blast. It's every, this whole episode pays off for the Feeney bit at it the really end. It really does. And that red sweater and him just stone facing it through the dance. I cannot ever listen to hot stuff normally ever again it always just reminds me of this and i always want to do like the hot stuff and that little like crunch that little hot stuff with the arms i always want to do that every time i hear this song Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. how could you not so good well who was your mvp we uh, we all know who the mvp is it's eric it's eric it's absolutely Eric. I love Eric. It is Eric. N- 10 out of 10, without a doubt, Eric. I love everything about Eric in this episode. He is brilliantly, he ties everything brilliantly. He's almost like the narrator because he's just like touching into Feeney's storyline and his dad's a little bit and Jack's a little bit. And he doesn't really tie in until the end with Corey and Sean's. But he ties everything in. He coordinates this whole thing. And he's the one who is like, okay, you guys, no one is doing what they're supposed to be doing. We're all kind of being dicks right now. And so it's just absolutely, it's absolutely Eric. His comedic timing is so good in this. I think this is, honestly, season five Eric might be my favorite Eric, even though we have more of those tender 
Tommy moments later on. We have some more goofiness from him in later seasons. I think this might be my favorite Eric season because he's right on the precipice of becoming like they kind of make him a ding dong. It in is later a... He's right on the precipice right now where he's still very grounded and then the, he's ha- he hasn't been sent over into loony land yet and so i i love that for yeah him. he hasn't he hasn't jumped the shark so that every time we see him is a stupid caricature of nonsense mm-hmm. like he still has a a very solid blend yeah uh, i love the bit where he just takes the ladder away and starts walking yeah. with, what? <laughs> it's so funny and I also love um, that he the line that he says before that he's like because you're still in I'm in college but like you're still in high school and then takes the ladder I'm like that's so funny I will say another one of my favorite jokes in this episode is a Sean joke though and it's when they're all gathered around and it's like well let's think and he says no 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 Corey and I already tried that it doesn't work <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> thought yeah. it was really funny <laughs> oh poor Sean he really is just along for the ride on this one. He is. He is indeed. Eric, he doesn't make any mistakes. No. In the whole episode. Yep. He makes he zero mistakes. He is exclusively there to redeem the other men. Mm-hmm. Um, and and is their guardian angel in this. And he's, he's just great at it. He's great. It's, it's disappointing to me as such a big Eric stan. It's disappointing he never really finds himself in a long-term relationship because he has shown us in this episode and in previous episodes that he's a good guy and a good boyfriend. And so I don't know what it is distinctly that makes him not appealing for a long-term relationship or why the writers decided to hold off on that for him. But I kind of wish that we would have seen that because I think he would be a great boyfriend and a good I mean they eventually we have a lot going on because it's Sean and Angela Corey Topanga and then Jack and Rachel so we have a lot going on and Eric's just kind of like the seventh random seventh wheel but I wish that he I wish that something would work for him I don't want him with Rachel I don't think that would have been a good fit but something else you know yeah I see that it would have been nice to see like a a, a long-term sort of relationship there play yeah. out it would have been good I would have even been interested in bringing back one of his ex-girlfriends, maybe from high school or even from like the short period where he was dating townies. Like maybe bring back the girl with the kid after the whole Tommy thing, maybe bring back the girl with the kid. And he's like, maybe I'm ready to give that another shot or bring back the girl from like singled out or something who lied about going to Harvard or even bringing back like Linda from season one. Or Carrie Russell maybe could come back into town. I would have loved to have seen that for him, too. Maybe bring back a girl from his past and have another go at it. Would have been nice for him, because I love him mm-hmm. so much. But I gotta say, I, I can't see it playing out other than like a, an upsetting breakup somewhere towards the end of the series, where it's not because either of them are particularly bad. It's just that like it's not going to work with whatever futures they're pursuing. That's yeah. how I would have seen it playing out. It would have been like, we're going to run this for maybe a season and a half. And then there's going to be a really upsetting breakup where you've now invested a lot in this couple who are funny and lovable. And then their lives are not going the same direction. So they're going to break up. Well, and I don't even, I mean, That's how I it think you're gone. right. I think you're right. I don't think and it was necessary, but I think putting that right. with Tommy too much. <laughs> But I think they could. There's a way that they could have made that lasting because Eric doesn't need to go to New York with them. He really doesn't. 
he could have gone. They could have been like, we're going to go move to Portland and do our own thing. And like, I could see him being with a very like earth, like down to earth kind of girl who wants to move maybe out West. And so maybe they would go out West and then the other, everyone else would go to New York. And then we wouldn't like have them all lumped together that that's so unbelievable to me that they all are lumped together and they're all like, we're all going to move as a collective unit to New York. Like that's, that's too easy yeah. for me. So I could have seen it. They could have made that choice. And since we have Sean and Angela and Jack and Rachel breaking up, maybe they could have had them stay together, but it is, it's not, I, I, I agree. I don't think it is a choice that they would have made for him, which is, which is sad. Cause I think he's well deserving of that, but mm-hmm. oh, well, he oh, does wow. uh, propose to Topanga, but we, we all know how that worked out. <laughs> <sighs> that's all I got. You got anything else? I think all right. that's all of my notes. It was a, it was, stuff. feels very seasonal in episode 18 where we're just like, fuck this guy individually and <laughs> fuck this guy individually. So, but those are mm-hmm. sometimes the most fun episodes because we just get to rail on their stupidity. I dream of, of Feeney twirling and pumping his arms behind his head you know (laughs) (laughs) yes and there's a gif of that and i have to i'll have to find it and post it because it's just it's so memorable Mm -hmm. oh and then we're getting we're getting real close to some really 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 good ones i don't even remember yeah we have we have a couple more we have christmas special next week and then we have two more and then we have Ski Lodge. So. Bum, bum, bum. I know. We're going on a ski trip, baby. Going on a trip in our favorite ski lift. <laughs> that's, that's my song. Oh, Jesus. All right. Well, thanks for listening, y'all. Check us out on social media, Facebook and Instagram. Send us a message. Check out the link in the bio to drop us a voicemail if you would like to. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell your friends, you know, anyone out there that's like a big Linda Cardellini stan. She'll it's be coming time. up here shortly. So mm-hmm. go ahead, get them prepped and ready. We're coming around in just a few more weeks. Yes. Uh, otherwise, thank you all so very much for listening. Keep on coming back. Keep on telling your friends. And as always, class dismissed.